you know, if Bankadelic had an official beverage, it would no doubt be lemonade, as in lemonade LXP. And today on the podcast, we have John Finley, the CEO of Lemonade LXP, to talk about how learning experience platforms can really move the ball forward in financial services and get employees engaged and involved to make customers happy and successful businesses grow. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic. Hey, before you know it, we'll be at 100 episodes and then we're going to throw a party. Woohoo! And in the meantime, today we have a very special guest and a big supporter of Bankadelic, John Findlay. John is the CEO of Lemonade LXP, and Lemonade LXP is the digital growth platform for financial institutions specializing in frontline transformation, learning experience, and digital adoption. Lemonade LXP's mission is to deliver addictive learning experiences that turn staff members into digital product experts. Now, here are some quick stats. 12 times the voluntary participation, a 25% increase in product knowledge, 91% increases in digital product recommendations, and a 113% increase in P2P payment use. Wow. There's a lot more we could do to dig into the stats, but let's just get on with it. John, welcome to Bankadelic. Thanks, Lou. How are you doing? I'm doing great. But you may be doing greater because from what I understand, there is some accelerating news <laughs> you have to share. And I'm dying to have you share that with our audience. Yeah. So for the last few months, we've been part of the ICBA Think Tech Accelerator Program, which has been absolutely fantastic. Their mandate for the community banks is to source the best fintech providers around and bring them to the community banks and then for the technology providers like us they help us connect with community bankers so we can learn about the industry and better tool our solutions to help community bankers and so that's been an amazing experience for us we've met tons of people and made tons of progress that's been awesome a big shout out to the whole team over there charles potts wayne miller 
Hamza and Daniel and Pierce and Christina, they've been amazing. And you know, the thing I love about news like this is the back and forth. It is the reciprocal relationship where an accelerator is helping you, but you are definitely bringing something to the table from the get-go that is going to help a lot of financial institutions. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's been really good. Great community of people, very helpful, always willing to help share their knowledge and help us grow. So it's been fantastic. Now, speaking of fantastic, it's this concept of frontline digital expertise that I find really fascinating because without it, there's a clear disconnect in what community banks, financial institutions can accomplish. If you could just delineate for our audience and for me, why frontline digital experience matters. So first of all, what you're seeing in the industry is large financial institutions are overwhelmingly winning stuff like new account openings and stuff. So there's a shift going on. And I think what's happened is before COVID, we were all trying to drive adoption. Well, COVID kind of drove adoption for us. And so now the challenge is, how do we make sure that the customer experience as they shift to digital is a good one? And that requires knowledgeable frontline staff who can help shepherd those customers over to digital and can answer the questions that they have as they try to learn to use the digital products. And so knowledgeable frontline staff need support tools in the flow of work so that, you know, when somebody calls a contact center, says, I'm trying to figure out how to send money to my kid at college, I can walk them through how easy it is to do that using online and mobile banking. So I think the human aspect of driving customers over to digital is super important because people generally have an aversion to using new technology and it's humans that are going to help them get through that easily. Yeah, I've heard the word fidgetal used before for aspects of it and really uniting the two sides is crucial. I think there was something else that you touched on that's pretty powerful the notion that, well, we did so much digital adoption during COVID and customers got used to it. Let's just call it good. But apparently that would be, at least to my thinking, not good enough. We need to keep up with where consumers are going. And on top of that, realize that this is a moving target. It's never going to stand still. Well, I think, you know, in the bigger picture of digital transformation, you're never done. If you believe that technology will stop iterating, then you could say you're done. But I think we all know that's not true. All we have to do is watch the endless succession of iPhones and Samsungs that come out every year with better cameras and better this and better that. Technology is continually evolving. And so this investment that we make in ensuring that both our staff and customers understand the new technology as we roll it out is crucial because you don't want that disconnect where customers trying to use your new tech but can't get the help that they need to understand how to use it. And I know we all want to believe that, oh, our technology is so good that people know how to use it without asking for support. And that may be true of the iPhone, but it hasn't been true of most other technologies on the planet. Absolutely. And if we've got consumers and customers on one end, we certainly have staff on the other end that also need to be upskilled. We really want them to become digital experts. They may not be there. Maybe you could walk us through some of the challenges that financial institutions are facing on that front. Well, yeah, I think the first one is that more than 70% of financial institutions staff don't have to bank with their employer. 
So imagine you don't bank with the employer. Of course, you're not using their financial technology very frequently, if at all. And if you're not using it frequently, then you're not fluent in it. So imagine a frontline banker experience. You're expected to promote and support the technology that you never use. And somebody comes in the branch to deposit a check, for example. Well, you're not going to recommend mobile remote check deposit if you've never used it because you'd be worried that the customer is going to say, oh, that's a great solution. Can you show me how to use it? Or what are the daily limits? Or are there restrictions on how I use it? And then you can't answer that question and you feel kind of foolish for having recommended something you don't know anything about. So that's problem number one. Folks don't have to bank with you. Problem number two is our existing learning systems aren't tooled for teaching people how to use digital. Most banks are saddled with systems of record that are old learning management systems that if you ask bank employees, they'll tell you the experience is terrible for training on normal stuff, let alone trying to train people on digital. So it's not the fault of our learning organizations. They just don't have great tech for training on digital. So that's the next piece. And then the last piece is, you know, staff are meant to support customers. It's fluid, you know, they don't know when customer requests are gonna come in. It could be on the front line in a branch situation or it could be contact center, but they don't have tools to support them in the flow of work. If I take classroom training, which we like to call fire drill, you know, it happens once and then you're considered trained. So if I take uh, fire drill type training on a technology and then six months later someone asks me a question about it and I haven't used that technology since the training, of course I'm not going to be able to answer that question. So what I need is a tool that I can quickly search for the answer that I need and help that customer so that I can shorten the talk time and improve the customer experience. So the big obstacles come down to staff who don't necessarily understand your digital capabilities and therefore aren't able to promote and support them at the level you need to to optimize that digital customer experience. Now, you've just illustrated some pretty alarming disconnects here, but the whole reason that Lemonade LXP exists and something you have been passionate about revolves around the idea that staff can be trained and they can be engaged and you have some tactics that are built around that share those with us sure first things first we have to overcome that obstacle that aversion to training that's been built by years of compliance training that is a less than fun experience so yeah yeah it's not great and when we talk to staff, they're overwhelmingly, if they see Lemonade, they go, oh, could you please tell our team because our training sucks. And it's because they're stuck in compliance training. So the first thing we do is we morph the experience into a game that's built in the image of today's most addictive mobile and social games. So we make it fun. But it's not about getting people to play games. It's just about positioning the training in such a way that it's not perceived as a drag. It's perceived as something fun. So then you can use that game-based learning to teach the foundational knowledge that people need to understand about technology. So daily limits, restrictions, all that kind of stuff. And then once they understand the sort of general information about the product, then we need to drive fluency on using the product. And so we use technology walkthroughs for that. So you can quickly build walkthroughs of your technology so staff can learn to use it in a risk-free environment. Then the next piece is we need to drive advocacy. So staff need to be able to spot opportunities to promote it. So we have the ability to create virtual customer experiences where staff can practice the soft skills that they need to elegantly promote the technology that their FI is rolling out. 
And there's a whole bunch of other ways, coaching and mentoring, social learning. We even have an incentives module so that people get rewarded the better they do at their training and the better they are at promoting the technology. So there's a lot of different tactics baked in, but we've definitely over the years honed a pretty good recipe for turning Frontline into experts so that they can promote and support the tech. Now, I've done some training in the various positions I've held, and what has always amazed me, and not in a positive way, is it's a one-way gate. Well, before you weren't trained, now you are. Go out into the world and do your damnedest, right? But what you're describing here is a multi-step process where everything builds on everything else and reinforces everything else. That's incredible. Lou, it's interesting you say that. I view technology training like a practice. I'm two things. I'm a sports junkie, so I've been a hack athlete all my life. And I'm a music guy. I play guitar. And both of those are the type of activities that are practices. You go out and shoot 100 shots in basketball. That's not going to make you a great shooter. And you're going to lose that skill over time if you don't hone it. It's the same thing as I learn some songs playing guitar. I learn a new lick on the guitar. I might onboard that, but if I don't actually continue to use it, I'll lose it. And more importantly, if I don't continue to practice, I'll never build off of it. So as music improves, just like technology, I'll be stuck in the 1950s with my lick vocabulary because I haven't iterated on top of it. So to me, modern Technology learning is a practice, and that's because the technology is changing so frequently. Absolutely. And I could just imagine someone listening to this that would be thinking, you know, I got to sit down with this John Finley guy. But the one thing I don't understand are the benefits. If I do this, what is waiting for me? on the other side. And they may be asking that question with positive intent. They want to know, but they don't quite get it. If you had to explain to them what the benefits are for the financial institution, the staff, the customers, with this goal of digital fluency in mind, what would you tell them? Well, I think there's a few really important benefits. And one is mitigating customer attrition. Customers who are having a bad experience with your digital channels are more likely, they're kind of low-hanging fruit for competition. So I think optimizing that digital customer experience ultimately protects your customer base and your market share. But I also think we're in the middle of the great resignation and people are leaving their jobs. I think the latest report said 40% of people are opting out of the North American workforce. That's huge. And why are they opting out? They're opting out because they don't like their jobs, their jobs stress them out. And I think part of that is, imagine yourself, I'm sure you've had the misfortune of being tech support for your parents. You know, they call you, they're frustrated <laughs> because they can't do something. And you can't see their screen, but they expect you to solve it. So you get a little bit frustrated, which only increases the frustration level on the call in general. And eventually that ends up kind of a crappy experience for both sides. And if you're a frontline staff member at a bank and that's your day every day, you're quitting, guaranteed. And how much does it cost a bank? How much does employee attrition cost a bank and turnover? To ramp up a new staff member and recruit them and all that, that's going to heavily impact your efficiency numbers if you're constantly having turnover. So I think the benefits are you know, market share, 
employee retention, and even growth. Growing those digital transactions helps reduce costs that you incur in the branch. So I think ultimately they impact efficiency ratios at banks who are trying to find ways to decrease expenses, increase revenues for their financial institutions. So I think it really ties into the long-term strategy that FIs need to be implementing, which is that general shift towards digital. And so people are still always going to want advice on big things, you know, mortgages, car purchases, and so forth. But when it's transactional, they want to use digital and they don't want friction. And so to keep your market share, to keep your staff happy, you got to reduce that friction. And I think that's what you can do by turning staff into digital experts and supporting customers. Yep. And you're a sports guy, right? I think the long-term approach that you're taking, along with being focused in the present, it reminds me of that Wayne Gretzkyism where you don't skate to where the puck is, you skate to where the puck is going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And the other sports analogy I'd say is Gretzky also said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And so in trying to grow a business like this, you have to constantly be pushing and trying new things and improving what you do to stay at the forefront of it. So I think there's a lot of sports analogies that tie into being a business owner. Yeah. And if I can figure out a way to work slam dunk into there, <laughs> how I will be a happy guy. But as we wrap up, just on a personal note, we have known each other for a long time. When I went off the air between posts, you were the first person along with Scott Mills to say, you need to get back on the air. You need to be doing a podcast. And here we are. And lately you have become a sponsor, which means the world to me and to Bankadelic. And it's probably saved me from the great resignation. The thing is, if I resigned, I would have to tell my boss, which is me, <laughs> and then we'd be in trouble. But the support has meant the world. It's great to have you on the podcast. We're going to do it again really soon. So thanks for stopping by, John. Lou, I really appreciate it. And I'm really glad I saved you from having to talk to your boss. <laughs> I know how conflicting that might have been. <laughs> He's not a good guy, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lou, I'm super glad to see the Bankadelic podcast thriving. That's awesome. And it was our pleasure to support and to continue to do so. It's fantastic. And I wish you the best of luck. And thank you very much for having me on. I always appreciate it. And I like talking to you. That's great. John Finley is the CEO of Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions. He is based in Ottawa, Canada. Be sure to look for John on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com.
Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. Well, congratulations, Mr. Carlazzo, and welcome to your first day at Barbell Bank. Um, that's Carlazzo. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, assistant to the bank manager's assistant. And here's your desk. Oh, man. This is awesome. View of the coffee machine, the parking lot, everything. Can I start moving in? My boxes are downstairs in the car. Absolutely. As soon as we get done with your training, now step right this way. Follow me. Follow okay. me. Oh, nice weight room. So where do I take the actual train? You're looking at it. What do you mean? Listen, Mr. Carlozo. Oh, boy. Carlozo. Barbell Bank. We service the world's most cut, pumped up, Venus and Adonis six-pack ripping, vein-popping iron pumpers in the known universe. I know. It's in the hands. So if you want to serve them, then you've got to take the training. The weight training. I didn't see that in the handbook. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Let's not waste any more time, all right? I want to see 20 squats. Get down on the floor right now. Squat. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, okay. Let's move over here. We're going to do bench press now. Okay, I started to realize 300 pounds, 10 reps. Ready? And come on. Oh, push it, push it, push it out. I can't lift weights. Okay, time for a break. This Protein, creatine, amino acid, poly, ultra, omega-3, reservatrol cocktail consists of 15 pills and that dry flaky powder mix that never quite dissolves in the milk and is supposed to taste like cocoa. Drink it. Look, 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 if you're the head of training, why do you weigh 270 pounds and have a bag of Fritos in your hands? Fritos? What the hell's wrong with Fritos? This is breakfast. And I eat guys like you for lunch. All right? Yes, go, sir. Go, yes, go, sir. Go, 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 go. Oh, okay, okay. Listen up, you grunts. Bankadelic presents... Three Bullseyes. Number one. How do we make sure that the customer experience as they shift to digital is a good one? 
That requires knowledgeable frontline staff who can help shepherd those customers over and can answer the questions that they have as they try to learn to use the digital products. Number two. Most banks are saddled with systems of record that are old learning management systems that if you ask bank employees, they'll tell you the experience is terrible for training on normal stuff, let alone trying to train people on digital. Number three. We morph the experience into a game that's built in the image of today's most addictive mobile and social games. So we make it fun, but it's not about getting people to play games. It's just about positioning the training in such a way that it's not perceived as a drag, it's perceived as something fun. And now, Louis Views. On today's podcast, John Findlay talked about why frontline digital expertise matters. And here's the rub. It was something we mentioned earlier in the podcast, and I want to reinforce it. During COVID-19 and its worst days, we knew that financial institutions had to catch up to deliver great digital experiences for people because visits to branches were just impossible. They caught up, consumers caught up. But there has been an assumption in some quarters that now with financial institutions caught up, the rest is going to be up to consumers and they will just keep pace with the changes and everything will be fine. Well, I think we established on today's episode that it's much more complicated than that. This really needs to be a movement on both sides where the financial institutions and the customers work together. Here's the other thing. We can't assume that training to get employees up to speed is a one-time thing. You watch a couple of videos, you walk through the door, and now suddenly you're trained. It doesn't work like that. Expertise in using the technology is paramount for employees that want to pass on the wisdom and provide the hand-holding to consumers. It's not just a matter of learning the technology, but learning how to talk to people and feeling engaged. That's why the gamification element of Lemonade LXP is different and why it matters because engaged employees that know how to use the technology and actually get this enjoy the training are going to be much more effective ambassadors for the consumers that they deal with and from there it's just a short hop step and a jump to turn those consumers into brand ambassadors and talk about the phenomenal experiences they're having it's about the bottom line it's about the top line, and it's about making a difference for everybody within the financial institution and outside of it. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn. And when I'm all done, those Chicago dogs, I'll be linked out. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.